Rise and shine. It's butt whipping time. It's time for the Morning Blitz with Ross Volkmer. That broadcast school has really paid off. And Christian Peck Dimmitt. Do you want to keep this job? Shut up, listen, learn. The region's only local sports talk show. Discussing it all from the preps to the pros. What time is it? Dance and Simulcasting on AM 730 Fox Sports Tri-State. Streaming online at nwksradio.net and the Rocking M app. They are everywhere. The Blitz is presented by the Insurance Agency, the Farmer State Bank in Oakley, the Cowboy Corner Express, and Equity Bank of Hoxie, Quinter, and Grinnell. Stop what you're doing and listen. Serve at Stafford. That cut. Inside the court, rejected. Monster stop. Batenhorst. She serves to the back middle. Lexi, perfect pass. Bergen sets middle. Pick Alec. Doug. Whistle, net violation. Pittsburgh, they did it. Call the grandkids. Nebraska wins the national semi. On second, a goal from the four. O'Connell will swing it to Myers. Myers will throw again into the end zone. It's caught. Devontae Adams with the touchdown. They set it up for it. It's intercepted. One-handed pickoff. Jack Jones will walk it in for a touchdown and a Raider record. The most points ever scored by a Raider team comes on a one-handed pick six. Jack Jones. Sounds from a Thursday night across the world of sports. Good Friday morning, everybody. Ross Volkmer, Christian Peck Dimmitt with you here on 1025 UROC AM 730 Fox Sports Tri-State, the Rocking M app, nwksradio.net. We're everywhere. You can listen to us anytime, anyplace with the podcast as well. Glad you're with us here on this December the 15th. Already halfway through the month of December, Christian. Hard to believe that we are through, uh, what, we're only, what, 10 days from Christmas. Hard to believe. But we're here. We are here, friends. It's true. Um, it's great. very hard to believe. But uh, once again, glad everybody with us here on this Friday morning. As always, get your thoughts and comments in throughout the program on our text line, the number 785-899-2222. Uh, today we'll be visiting with Michael Brunts of Huskers 24-7 Sports. He'll be joining us coming up in our second segment. Uh, the college football bowl season begins on Saturday. We will begin what is a lengthy Bowl pick'em. We'll be picking uh, each bowl game, the game the night before or the day before. And so we'll be picking, I think it is six bowl games, maybe seven. Seven bowl games that begin of the 41, I believe, is the total amount of bowl games. So seven of them, we'll pick those in the third segment. Uh, We'll get some other picks in the walk-off as well. Uh, We will get to some thoughts on high school basketball tonight. Their full slate. Uh, Goodland hosting Holcomb for a GWAC doubleheader. Uh, Colby going to Scott City for some GWAC action. Then Saturday going to Stratton, Colorado. So Christian's pulling a little double duty here over the next 48 hours. And uh, some other interesting games as well throughout the listening region. Plus a ton of wrestling. Uh, that's going down. Speaking of wrestling, I did want to highlight a couple of things real quickly. Uh, last night, a couple of duels that I saw results from. Um, and, of course, that's going to do that to me today. Uh, let's see. I know Hoxie beat Plainville like 54-21 in a duel. And Northwest Tech men wrestling lost at Western Wyoming 31-4. to Had to close my eyes and pull those scores out of my because my sheet's not pulling up right now. But, nonetheless, some wrestling from last night and a full slate of the wrestling, which we'll get to that uh, coming up here in just a little bit. So, 
Christian, how'd you spend your Thursday night? I'm going to tell you, I did not watch Thursday night football. It was over before <laughs> I even turned it on. It was 21 nothing, And I'm like, well, I'm not watching this. But I will say, I did see a comment at halftime from the TNF crew at half uh, where Richard Sherman says, I hate to say this, but I think they should fire Brandon Staley at halftime and, and, and make history. And honestly, I think I could have been behind that. I'm not a Chargers fan. Uh, but Brandon Staley probably should have been fired on the tarmac once he got back to L.A. last night. He was not, uh, <laughs> but I think he probably should have been fired at the tarmac. That was one of the worst, the worst performances uh, you'll ever see. A team that was down, what, 45, 42-0 at half, gave up a touchdown right out of the locker room. I mean, they didn't score until it was like 50-some to nothing. It was embarrassingly sad. Now, once again, they were playing with a very first-time starter, Easton Stick, at quarterback. No Justin Herbert, no Keenan Allen. He was out. But look look at the, These are some amazing stats. The Raiders put up, what was it, 63 points last night, which was a Raider record. That's coming after they were held to zero points in a 3-0 loss to Minnesota in overtime last week. So that's a horrible look if you're the L.A. Chargers, on top of the fact Um this is the sec- it's the second time in NF or it's the first time in NFL history that there have been two games of 60 or more points in a single NFL season. Like the amount of points being scored. The Dolphins of course putting up 70 against the Broncos and the Raiders doing a surge. What is up with the AFC West in defense? Like the Broncos couldn't play defense. <laughs> now they can. The Raiders couldn't score points. Now they can. I mean right now Brandon Staley's got to be gone. The Chargers are going to be a very attractive job next year. Because there is a ton of talent there. You just got to put the pieces in the right position to have success. And he's not done that. And I, I, I hate calling for people's jobs. It's, but it, it, let's face the facts. You get blown out that badly by an Oakland, Ra- Oakland Raider team, which is okay, but not great. That's, that's a sad showing last night. There. But I did not watch pretty much any of it. I saw a few highlights. That's it. I did not watch any of it. I don't know. I doubt you did either. I don't know why you would and put, <laughs> put yourself through that kind of pain. Uh, to be honest, I watched way too much of the first half, but I think it was they scored. Raiders scored again to make it 35, like two or three minutes left in the first half, and I was like, "This is done. This is a this is a deflated uh, Chargers team." It was probably start of the second, middle of the second quarter when they just stopped trying. This was an uninspired football team that just wanted to leave that field. So quick. I mean, if if you had ended it at halftime, you would not have gotten any arguments from a single Charger player. Certainly, on the one hand, it does make uh, Justin Herbert look good uh, the way he was holding this team together with you know duct tape and a prayer. However, this is brutal. I've done enough calling for Brandon Staley's job. I whatever it was like a month ago. Went on that whole thing. I don't like doing it, but I did on here for him. So I won't do any more I of that. I did it for him. <laughs> I, I made an exception. I, I don't like calling for people's jobs. They're people too. This whole thing, especially as broadcasters, we're closer, closer with the coaches. It humanizes them, at least to me, a little bit. No, But I, totally I made an does. exception for Brandon Staley. Yeah. I don't know. But this this was absolutely awful it was an awful showing it was incredibly i'm sure embarrassing for everyone involved particularly because there was probably a month i think it was three or four straight games where after every game brandon staley got asked about hey man you're the defensive play caller your defense is abysmal 
you going to give that up? And he would go, no, no, he would go, no, not going to give it up. And finally, I can't remember after which game it was, he just snapped, which is now a viral clip of him going, stop asking, I'm not giving up. And obviously, you, you let the Raiders score a record number of points. It's not a great look. Aiden O'Connell, though, did look pretty good. And that's the weirdest part is that none of these stats, you look at the Raiders, they put up, what, 400 total yards of offense, something like that, just a little bit less, I think, 400 total yards of offense. That's not like a wild game. That's not 63 points worth. That You just had a Chargers team on the other sideline that imploded to the nth degree. It was an ugly watch. I am well, I feel you had bad. A, you had how many turnovers? You had how many turnovers? Um last night in well, that let's game. Think. I think uh, there were stick through a pick. But then there was a fumble on a punt return. There was a fumble mm-hmm. that was also scooped and scored. There was a pick six. I mean you had two defensive scores for the Oakland Raiders. You had four, the, if you had the Oakland Raider fumbles. defense in fantasy, you had yourself a huge night. Um yeah. so yeah. I mean so yes, they completely imploded. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. It was it was terrible. Um and Brandon Staley will not be a head coach in the NFL because of that next year. So simple as that. Uh, Aiden O'Connell, by the way, I think is going to be a pretty good NFL quarterback. I, I yes, like him. He was, solid. he was really good. Remember, he was coached at he was at Purdue. He was coaching with Jeff Brom. Uh, he was a really good college quarterback, and I think he will find some success in the NFL, whether it's the Raiders or not. I think he's a good thrower of the football, and uh, he he can spin it. And so I think it was very very impressive last night. But I admit I did not watch much Thursday night football. I instead liked a lot of. I'm guessing like a lot of the nation in the sports world tuned in to watch the NCAA women's volleyball final four, uh, watching Texas and Wisconsin, Nebraska and Pitt last night. Which, by the way, high level athletics. If you don't watch women's college volleyball, especially when it gets to the Sweet 16 and on, really you could say it at almost at, at it's almost as good as college basketball, but. Um, the the amount of skill and talent that these young ladies have out there, it's highly impressive to watch. You got to tune in Sunday afternoon. Nebraska will play Texas for the national championship. Nebraska swept Pitt in straight sets, and then you had Texas take down Wisconsin in four, which I thought was a surprise. Wisconsin is a very, very difficult team, but they have had now what is a total of four games this year that they have lost where they have just not played well. It's amazing. They just did not play well for four games, and because of it, they got beat. Uh, sometimes you don't play well, and you still find a way to win. So they just had four games this year where they did not play well. They did not find ways to win those games. And so you've got the, you're looking at Texas, who's trying to win back-to-back national titles on Sunday. Nebraska trying to win, which I think is their sixth national championship all time. You should tune in and watch. It's going to be on ABC. Very high-level volleyball. Very, very high-level volleyball. But I spent a lot of time watching that last night because it was highly entertaining. Absolutely. I I love me some college volleyball. I was blessed in college to have a good team to watch and, and broadcast a couple games for, so I kind of fell in love with volleyball there, I think, a little bit more than uh, than some people do. I think you're right. It's it's very entertaining. I think a lot of people write it off. To be honest, I didn't watch much of last night, but I did know that I kind of expected Wisconsin to win. I clearly I'm yeah. not the only one. In <laughs> I this thought boat, so too. I thought they would too. <laughs> now give credit to Texas. They had a girl who had six aces in the in the in the match. Six aces. Oh my gosh. I mean, I don't look. I'm I've never been a receiver 
uh, you know, when it comes, you know, a, a, whether it's a libero <laughs> or, you know, I've never been a, a receptionist. I, I, when, you know, when it comes to receive, sit, receive, 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 I can't even say it. Receive, serve, serve, receive. I've never done that. Um, but I mean, they could not, Wisconsin could not figure her out. I mean, they had mm. her, that she was hitting that ball perfectly too long, too short. It was very, very difficult for them to get figured out. And so, um, Nebraska just dominated Pitt. They were the way better team. Um, but Texas-Nebraska, which is an old Big 12 rivalry, will be a lot of fun to watch down in Tampa on Sunday. So that's where I spent my time, and uh, I thought it was highly entertaining last night. Really, really enjoyed that for sure. So there you go. My thoughts on just of that, I guess, overall. <laughs> wasn't a, wasn't, wouldn't Nebraska-Wisco have been a, a rematch of a natty from – a yeah, a few ago? years Not ago, a while ago. It, it honestly would have been a, like it would have been a really good. I don't. I don't. Here's the thing: Nebraska beat Wisconsin in five sets back in late October. Uh, is that right? No, mid October they beat they beat them. Um, they beat Wisconsin in straight sets, or sorry, beat Wisconsin in five at home, and then they went to Wisconsin here a few weeks ago and got swept. Uh, so they split the season series, each winning on each home floor. So, like, like the thing, like when Wisconsin's on, they're they're unbeatable. But they've just had four matches this year where they were just not on, and they got beat. And one of them was in the national semifinals. And Texas is very, very good, very good program. Like I said, the defending national champs. So, be very interesting to see how that all shakes out on Sunday. All right, we got to get to uh, we got to get to our, our our kind of the meat of our first segment here, real quickly. I mentioned a few local wrestling scores from last night and some duels. Uh, Colby and Goodland will duel uh, tonight over at the in Colby. Um, so that'll be happening tonight. That kind of sets up a big weekend, uh, highlighted by the Holiday Classic here in Goodland, uh, which we visit with Joe Schrammick. A lot of great teams coming from uh, Kansas, uh, Nebraska, Colorado to Goodland to wrestle, including uh, Rocky Ford, which has the greatest, one of the greatest mascots in the United States, the Meloneers. The Rocky Ford Meloneers will be here. You ought to see their singlets. They look, they're pink and they're pink and green. <laughs> Didn't you not? That's uh, incredible. Pretty crazy. Uh, then uh, uh, there's some other wrestling this Saturday. Oakley, Decatur Community going to the Cambridge, Nebraska Invitational. St. Francis going to the Ray Invitational. And Rollins County heading to the Sutherland, Nebraska Invite. Uh, as a lot of wrestling teams kind of get their final tournaments in before the holiday break. Uh, so that's all going up on, on the Saturday. Uh, tonight, a big night of high school hoops. You've got Rollins County at Hitchcock County, Nebraska. Oakley going to Smith Center for a Mid-Continent League bout. Weskin at Rolla, Decatur Community at Trigo, Quinter hosts Greeley County, St. Francis at Wichita County, Hoxie will host Hill City, Golden Plains at Western Plains Healy, Shilin at Idalia, Colorado, Wallace County hosting Dighton. That ought to be a pretty couple, a couple of decent games. Uh, both those teams have to pretty good starts so far this year. Um, and then you've got Scott City, or sorry, Colby going to Scott City tonight, uh, Goodland hosting Holcomb tonight. And then Saturday, of course, uh, Colby going to Stratton, Colorado. Uh, I want to get your thoughts, just a few quick thoughts on the, on the, the Scott City game tonight and then a few just extra thoughts you might have on the Stratton game, whatever you've worked up in your prep uh, for tonight's, <laughs> uh, for, the, for the next two games for Colby basketball, who are both coming off two very, very big wins over Holcomb uh, on Tuesday. For sure. You, Holcomb is a very good basketball team. Goodland will have its hands full. The Longhorns. Uh, side note are on I think Goodland is I want to say their third of either five or six straight road games for them uh, Holcomb, so yeah. they're away they're away from home until like the middle of January uh, are the Longhorns 
The Eagles, however, do have their hands full again in Scott City, the boys more so than the girls. The girls, while they are off to a good start, 4-1, and one, they haven't played maybe quite as difficult of a schedule to get there. They really do it with everybody. They're a very unselfish basketball team, move the ball a lot. Uh, four starters average 8.5 plus. So, obviously, Felker leads them, returning second teamer from last year, but you have a little bit from everywhere, so your defense has to be good, which is good because I think that matches up well with Colby, who kind of has not just a good team defense on the girls' side, but a lot of individually good defenders, which I think is necessary to beat a team like Scott City that can kind of hurt you from a couple of different places. You are in Scott City, and obviously a road game makes it a little bit tougher. I think the Lady Eagles will come out with a win here. I'm not in the business of predicting. We have plenty of picks to make on this show, so I'm not trying to predict one way or the other, even though I just did. Uh, but I think it'll be a pretty good matchup on the girls' side. The boys will be a... You have your hands full, certainly. It's a tough one. They're undefeated are the Scott City boys, the Beavers, off to a very good start. Uh, I believe Adam Kadavy uh, down in Scott City told me that it's their best start in nine years on paper, and they've looked very good doing it. Obviously, they have uh, the one, Jackson Rumford is his name, who's just a monster, a monster. He stuffs the stat sheet. He's incredible. I'm, I'm frankly excited to see him play, but they have... This is going to be a story. You're going to hear me say this a lot, probably every other game on the boys' side, which is the Eagles are facing a team that has way more size than they do. Again. Um, but the the way that they play defense, Tom Stevens has this. He'll always start in a 1-3-1, uh, which, of course, you're used to on the girls' side up there. But outside of Goodland, you don't see it a ton until this year. We've seen it a little bit more. I've had a couple of coaches kind of complain to me that it came out of nowhere. Uh, however, the 1-3-1 one, one that uh, Tom Stevens will always start with for Colby gives them the ability to play with bigger teams. Obviously, it's always tough when you have... Uh, one second. I, I think it's 5-5 five, five and 5-6 five, in your start... Or, that six five and six six in your starting line a little bit more impressive than five six and five five you have a ton of size in your starting lineup and that's going to be difficult to deal with because guy tubbs of course is going to check probably rumford but then who's left to guard six six is maybe case and carroll or, or grant stevens who will be giving up four or five inches depending on which one of those guard him so i think you're going to come out in a zone and just do your best to rotate up and prevent them sh from shooting threes, which is good because the Beavers have struggled to shoot so far. Who are the guards for Scott City on the boys' side? I was trying to remember who that who that was. I was trying to pull that up on my in my brain there. I know Jackson Rumford, and he's big. Then he's back this year. Uh, I was trying to think yeah. who. Parker Volgamore, I think, is probably one of those. Or one of the Volgamore boys. Volgamore boy. is, I believe, dealing with a... Uh, in, no, Noel is dealing with an injury for okay, them. Avery Volgamore uh, is dealing with an injury, but apparently is kind of equivalent like the, this, to a this game This will, time this will be the big thing for Scott City. They're going to want to play inside, first and foremost, with Rumford. They're going to want to make sure that he gets his touches. So 
I can see Colby packing the paint, doubling him every time he gets the ball, and then he'll have to turn and kick somewhere to where someone is open. The big thing tonight and going forward this year will be can they make outside shots? That will be big Absolutely. for them. Can they make outside shots? We'll see. If they're falling, it's going to be hard on other teams. If they're not, you know, you just got to box out and limit those shots. That's going to be big on that side. Um, think of the Scott City girls, my memory, right? You know, bro, uh, not uh, Erica Felker. Um, is a really good point guard. She's played a lot since she was a freshman. Her you know, she heard her her uh, mom, of course, is the coach, um, and she's really good. But they don't have Brooke Strine this year. She graduated. Uh, she was six foot one, I think, uh, tall girl. They don't have her anymore, so they they don't have a lot of size, uh, and so they're going to be a lot smaller and quicker. So once again, I I think if you don't turn the ball over a ton, you'll be okay. If they if they, that's that's my opinion. Can we look at Colby at Scott City, both boys and girls? Now once again, I forget who some of the other boys guys are because I don't know who's graduated and who's still there. Um, but yeah, there it'll be a formidable opponent, no doubt. Should be good games. Every GWAC game is a good game. It's just like playing in the Big Twelve. <laughs> Absolutely. You're exactly right. Every every game is tough on the schedule. You're right. The girls do get their hands in passing lanes a ton. They average on paper. Of course, they've played a little bit of an easier schedule, but they on paper, they get a ton of steals, force a ton of turnovers. And on the boys' side, it really is all going to be on the guards. Alex Tarango jumps out to me. He's averaged double figures for them, but even he has struggled to shoot the basketball like most of their guards. Can they space Colby out of playing that zone in the second half? I don't know. Yeah, like I said, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens. It'll be interesting. Uh, any, like, 30, 30 to 60 seconds, anything on Stratton, Colorado that you have? Or any thoughts on that real quickly? Yeah, it, it's a little bit tougher uh, because the rosters that uh, both are online for them and that coach – uh, their coaches have been nice enough to give me. Do not have sizes for their players. <laughs> uh, They're so just numbers. We have no idea what to expect. A little bit more difficult to get a, si uh, uh, a sense of them, but both the girls and the boys have only played two games so far. Both yeah. are 2-0, and oh, and both have looked good doing it. They have a couple of different players that just stuff stat sheets. Sidonia Eisenbart on the girls' side, incredible. 21 points, six assists, and get this, seven steals a game. That's nice. Through two games in the season, she's got 14 steals, which is crazy. Uh, on the boys' side, it's it's not quite as many steals, uh, but they do do a lot of the same thing. They get their hand in passing lanes, and Clyde Notter leads them 16.7 boards. Uh, on paper, they rebound very, very well. A couple of guys that average seven-plus boards. So once again, Christian, I have coverage of both Colby at Scott City and Colby at Stratton, Colorado. That is tonight and then tomorrow night. You can listen to both games on 100.3. The ride has even got his 100.3 The Ride shirt on today. So he's ready to I go. Do. He's ready to it's go. true. Uh, uh, two two o'clock tip-off Central on, on Saturday. Saturday. Yeah, afternoon basketball. A little afternoon basketball there over in Stratton. Uh, tonight, Goodland Cowboys and Cowgirls welcome in the Holcomb Lady Longhorns and Longhorns. Uh, a couple of things that stand out to me. First and foremost, not one, but two Goodland Basketball teams are ranked number six in the state, both the girls and the boys. Um, and that, and once again, this is for the broadcaster and not for the kids. Um, but here's here's my point: the girls have been the number one team in the country, uh, sorry, in the country, in the state for for a long time. Uh, in previous years, they know that Holcomb has got a good team. They've got uh, you know the Jones girl who can shoot it, uh, Jared Kruleski can shoot it. They can really shoot it. So the big thing will be making sure that they don't get to those spots, stealing the basketball, preventing easy looks, not letting them get going. 
if if Goodland runs into a team that is on fire and hits a lot of threes, the winning streak is probably over. It's simple as that. So the key will be preventing him, running him off the three-point line, uh, and forcing turnovers for Goodland girls. That's a quick stat. That's a quick point for you on that one. On the boys' side, I'm way more intrigued. This is the first time I can ever remember that the Goodland Cowboys are ranked in basket in basketball at number six. I really, really hope they haven't read it or seen it or heard it. I just I hope they haven't. I I, I hope they know that they're a good basketball team, but they don't believe it. That's well, what you I think I, it'll inflate their heads. A I, I don't. I you you don't know. You've never been put in that spot. And here's the thing: you're taking on a Holcomb team that you had not beaten. Until last year, for the first time in 26 tries, you were 0-26 against Holcomb until last year when you finally beat them at home. And I don't care how bad they looked at Colby. That's a better basketball team and a better coach basketball team. And I can guarantee you that Chad Novak chewed them, chewed their hinds in up and down both ends all week in practice. I can guarantee it. And if you don't think they're going to come out guns a-blazing and hair on fire, you are sadly mistaken. I would be prepared for what I like to call the old Holcomb Haymaker. The first quarter they come out and they throw a massive punch and all of a sudden you're in the corner trying to work your stuff out because you just got socked in the face. And then you finally, by the time you come to, it's already 25-3 and you're down. Colby did to Holcomb what Holcomb does to other people. Usually punch them in the face and put them in a huge hole they can't get out of. Good one better be prepared. Defensively, offensively, you better be prepared tonight. I think Holcomb is going to absolutely bring it on both the boys and the girls' side. Better be prepared. Tonight will not be easy. And boy, I would hate to see it where you finally get the recognition that I think you deserve and you don't back it up. That's the biggest thing for me. So be ready from the jump. Both teams are going to be out for you. Every, every team's out to beat Goodland Girls because they have the 43 winning streak. Everybody wants that. They want that scalp, that pelt on their wall. They want that. Guess what? Goodland's ranked for the first time with the boys. Don't let it go to your head. Go out there and prove that you deserve that spot. Go out and prove it. Go out and take care of a really good Holcomb program. Beat them for the first time that I can ever look back and find in back-to-back tries because you had never beaten them until last year. So, some thoughts tonight. Uh, which should be a couple of good games on 1025 U-Rock. Beginning uh, at around, uh, tune in around 4.30 Mountain Time. We'll, we'll have pregame starting <laughs> somewhere a little bit after that. It's hard to always judge with JV games going on prior. Absolutely. So I you know, never know. know. Exactly what you mean. So you just kind of have to see. So tune in around 4.30. Uh, I think girls will tip around 5 if they can. So tune in around 4.30. We'll get you We'll get you set with pregame. Looking ahead to uh, Goodland and Holcomb tonight. So anyway. There's yeah, absolutely. Your... Hey. You got you got to remember they're they're high school kids. A, a sixteen year old can get a big head pretty easily, especially when you know the Cowboys are not used to having the target on their back, so to speak. And I, I know I, I think it'll be great. I, Holcomb is absolutely going to come out swinging. They got embarrassed. Yeah, yeah. I would just be so prepared, so prepared right now if I were them. I'd be so ready. All right, uh, let's get to break. Winka back. Michael Brunt's going to join the show uh, next. You're listening to the Morning Blitz.